Southern fried chicken. Really different from anywhere else in the country. What do they do? What's the secret? You know Man, the secret? Honestly, I have no clue. I don't know if they fry it twice. I don't know if the chickens just come from heaven. I don't know. But it's, <laughs> it's something about the savory taste of it. The way the skin is, is always second level. I didn't even heard of baked chicken until I got to college. It was always fried. And so it's just something different about how we do it down there. Hey, everybody. I'm Chef Tim Lopez. I work as a line chef and first cook at the Eagles Novacare in South Philadelphia. And this show is about taking a look at football through the foods that we all love. We're going to talk with players, coaches, chefs, and celebrities about the food culture of our team and our Eagles community. This is Feeding the Birds. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Chef Tim Lopez of the Philadelphia Eagles. Excited to be here again with you for another great episode of Feeding the Birds. Today, I got an interview with one of my favorite players of all time, Mr. Jordan Matthews. Came back this season looking great, feeling great, and eating great. And I'm going to have a wonderful interview with him where we're going to talk about his favorite foods and some banging stuff that we hook up in the cafe. Also, the relationship that he and I have had through food over the years. Our second interview today is going to be with Miss Shakira Coleman. She's one of our new line chefs here at the Philadelphia Eagles Novacare Complex, and she's been a really great addition to our cafe, and we're going to talk about her favorite foods that she hooks up for friends and family. So without further ado, let's just kick it off to Jordan Matthews. Everybody, it's Chef Tim Lopez, Philadelphia Eagles, Feeding the Birds podcast. I'm sitting down with one of my all-time favorite Eagles, Mr. Jordan Matthews. Thank you for coming in today. Tim, thanks for having me, brother. I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm blown away, man, because we talk like this all the time. This is the first time we did it with a microphone, so. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Usually I'm used to having food in front of me, but I think this is a good change-up. Yeah, yeah so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, and I brought a little food in for you, you did, today. You did, you yep. did. And we're going to get to that. We're going to get to the J-Mat sandwich, which was a staple of his drafted in 2014. Yep. Obviously, I think you were here about six months before you created this wonderful sandwich. <laughs> uh, featured in Game Day Magazine is a picture of myself and Jordan and his uh, fantastic J-Mat special, which yep. we have. And we're going to get to that. But first, dude. I just want to say thanks for coming back. Welcome back. It's great to have you back here. Jordan and I have a love of food, and we talked about food all the time when you were here before. He used to tell me about different things he was interested in. Cafe is very different now. We're able to get a lot of those things mm-hmm. that maybe you didn't have before. So I'd first like to start it off. How do you feel about the new cafeteria at the Novacare Complex versus what we had when you were here before? Yeah, man. I would honestly say, you know, when I was here the first time, it was kind of like, if I can think of a good example, you were Kobe, but there was no other teammates. You had to score 62 <laughs> points by yourself. You always, you know, delivering, you know, the way you have since you've been here. When I came back, I realized how much the team aspect. Now it's like the Golden State Warriors and they're like, it seems like everybody's on the same page from top to bottom in the kitchen staff. Like when I walk in, sometimes the food that's laid out there is so good. I'm like, you know what, Tim, I don't even got to talk to you today, man. What you guys have put here together today is more than good enough. I'm big on veggies and grains now. Like we've talked, like as I get older in my career, I've had to switch up my diet a little bit to eating foods that build less inflammation in my body and give me more energy and so just y'all's veggies and grain station I stay right there and it's always a really good spread so I think that's the biggest thing man you know when I came here the first time I mean I literally had you on my hip I think you made every single meal for me you know just by yourself but to see how the kitchen staff has come along I mean everybody's there on the same accord it's been a really cool thing to see and I think everybody in Novacare definitely appreciates it oh yeah 100% I mean it's been a huge step up we're clicking so well together with the new action stations that are in there the clean eating station you just talked about our wonderful brand new pizza station i mean there's so much available to you guys that it was there before but it wasn't brought like it is now i mean it is in the zone right now so we're very proud 
to feed this team and to feed you know the staff here and just to take everything to the next level every day so yeah no doubt like I said and your staff from everybody in there treats you like family I love the ladies in there everybody's always kind of joking around y'all got good music playing you wouldn't even know that you guys get up there at 3 a.m. because the energy level is always pretty high it's true so y'all it's must true. like each other or y'all doing a good job of faking it so I, I'm a proud part of the Eagles family I love uh, it I enjoy cooking for people that I care about and I definitely yeah. care about this team so all right let's do your history a little bit because I could just, we could just go on about how great this place is but most people know that already yep. so drafted the Eagles in 2014 School of Vanderbilt, grew up in Alabama. Tell me about some of that down-home Southern cooking in Alabama. Tell me about your favorite. Man, Southern food, man, just amazing. Obviously, soul food, uh, good fried chicken, collard greens, black-eyed peas, sweet potatoes. Some people call them yams, squash, uh, full plates. You know, that was one thing that, like, I would go to when I started kind of coming up north and going to people's houses. They have, like, one main dish and maybe one side. So I grew up on a full plate. The whole soul food spread, like, every single day was, like, Thanksgiving. When I would come home, my mom had a protein, a couple veggies, a starch, you know, maybe some dessert, maybe. That's what I was always used to, that good Southern cooking. Even though I grew up in Alabama, my roots are Mississippi. Both my parents met at Jackson State University. And so there's Starkville, Mississippi. People think that's country. No, my family grew up in Crawford. So that's when you go into the backwoods of Starkville. That's where they grew up. So they used to kill the food before they cooked it. And so I say we used to eat some real good food down there. I can't talk enough about it. That's fantastic, man. I heard you guys, a couple of you and – the guys you're playing with are down in Alabama. You took them to uh, Monell's Family Kitchen. That place is amazing from what I hear. Tell me about that place. Yeah, so obviously right up the street, like about an hour 30 is Vanderbilt. And that's where I went to college. And ironically enough, Vanderbilt is actually closer to me than Auburn and almost as close as the University of Alabama. So it is kind of like home. But yeah, we went down there to go play the Titans in Nashville. I kind of took them by there. I actually couldn't take them to Monell's okay. because I knew for a fact that none of those dudes have a good game the next day because we were going to eat like crazy. <laughs> so I said, I'll tell y'all about it, but we actually had to go somewhere. I think we went to Brick Tops, had to have a healthy meal night before a game to keep everybody on routine. But Monell's Family Kitchen, the setup, like, Tim, is awesome. They probably got about six tables in there, six long ones, with about 20 chairs around it. And it doesn't matter if you bring a party of 20 or you come with just two people. They're going to sit you at a table with 18 other people. Whether you know them or not, it's family style. They're going to have style. Exactly. Love it. Pass around the corn pudding, pass around the fried chicken, the greens, and you always pass it to the left. So it's like one big family reunion every single time you go so it's a really cool setup that's great man that's the type of environment i always dreamed when i was you know like a teenager cooking that one day i'd have a big enough family where we'd have something like that and now i'm in this eagles family and i get to present to y'all and you know yeah let's pass it all to the left let's make sure everybody gets something good so fantastic so if i'm ever down there that's the place i gotta go to but make sure i reserve time the next day to recuperate is what you're saying yeah yeah, definitely don't try to play a 60 minute football game after eating some else. i don't think i could play a 60 minute football game all I had was a salad for lunch. So, yeah. I heard the fried chicken is killer down there. It's crazy. It's absolutely good. amazing, right? It's crazy. They just do it different, man. It's, it's what makes Southern fried chicken so amazingly different from anywhere else in the country? What do they do? What's the secret? You know the man, secret? Honestly, I have no clue. I don't know if they fry it twice. I don't know if the, if the chickens just come from heaven. I don't know. But it's, <laughs> it's something about the savory taste of it, um, the way the skin is on, on the fried chicken, too, is always second level. I didn't even heard of baked chicken until I got to college. It was always fried. And so it's just something different about how we do it down there. Yeah, well, I, I like it. Yep. I love Southern cuisine, man. Mm-hmm. Chef Pee Wee back in the kitchen is always hooking up that good style Southern cuisine. He got me into doing some uh, smoked pork neck bone with some greens. We've got rice and beans. Yep. Uh, 
field peas and snaps, all the good old stuff, man. Oh yeah, Pee Wee be hooking up the tunes too. I hear him back there. Oh, yeah, yeah whenever y'all have the whenever funky. y'all have the southern music and the southern food going, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is Pee Wee's day That's taking right. over. Oh, you know it, you know it. All right, my man. So fried chicken, a part of your past, mm. not so much a part of no. your diet now. Did you eat a lot of that growing up? Besides, like you know, was there was there any type of? I'm not saying that you didn't eat anything healthy growing yeah. up, but was there any type of? Uh, other foods that you maybe got into, you know, coming up through college and things like that, they're a little different from what you ate when you were a kid. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing is we were always taught to have a colorful plate. So whether that was sometimes maybe on the unhealthier side, maybe because the protein was fried, I still had my fair share of collard greens. I had my beans. I had my black eyed peas. I had my green beans. Like we always were taught to have a full plate. Let's say if our parents took us to the buffet or something, we went to Piccadilly's. Mm-hmm. You know, if we go to Piccadilly and I come back with a plate and all I have is some chicken on there, my mom's like, go get you a starch, go get you some greens. So we were always taught to eat every food group. And I think that was something that even when I went to college, like I had friends for lunch, they might just go over to the pizza station and get a pizza and some Coke and that'd be their lunch before practice. That was never the case with me. Every single meal, I always had a full plate. So I think really just for me, it's just evolved actually. So mm-hmm. where I used to have maybe a little bit more starch, the veggies didn't take up as much space and then protein dominated the plate. Now it's going to be meat protein, protein mixed in, in my veggies and in my grains, but definitely have more of a emphasis on grains and on veggies, a little bit of starch, some carbs in there too. But I think that's the biggest things that's evolved, but we always ate full plates. That was the biggest thing that we grew up on for sure. That's great, man. I grew up with the, the vegetable, the starch and the protein. Yep. And that was just vegetable, the starch and protein. I mean, they're meat plus three down there, plus another couple. Yeah. So full plates, colorful plates, definitely keep you going. Yep. The shift that you have on your plate now to keep you going even further as an athlete is fantastic. When Jordan was first here, now we're going to talk about this sandwich. I don't know if he invented this on the spot or if this is something you had somewhere else, but we named this the J-Mat Special. In its day, it was as popular as the Carson Wentz sandwiches right now. People still remember this sandwich and order it while you were gone. And when you came back, I had a flurry of these come out. Love it. And you're the only one that didn't order one. You <laughs> ordered one, I think, two weeks ago. And I was like, I'm waiting for them. But your diet changed so much. Yeah. So let's talk about what's in the sandwich, all right? Yeah. Now, you know what's in there. Yeah. So I'm going to let you talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm kind of like the bricklayer that lives in a house of wood. Like, you know, I made the sandwich, <laughs> but I don't eat it anymore. So uh, it's yeah, different. But, but all um, right. You set the yeah, standard. I would say the way it came together, like, obviously... I was still always conscious of kind of how I ate. So as far as like tuna and the fish, that was one big reason why I went with the tuna. That was mm-hmm. the biggest reason why that was the base of it. The bread was still always going to be whole grain. I wasn't going to do white bread. I heard once the whiter the bread, you, the quicker you did. So I was like, nah, all right, so let's go with the whole grain. Used to be a Keep bumper it. sticker. Uh, my favorite cheese, pepper jack. Got to have a little spice to it. Got to mm-hmm. have a little spice to it. And I think that pepper jack gives it that added kick, especially once it's melted in there. It's kind of hidden, but you still can kind of taste it. The chipotle sauce. That was another thing that I loved. That was actually, I think the first time I actually had chipotle sauce was with you. And I think you were the one who actually kind of recommended yeah. that you put it on there. And that was something that came from you that I thought was uh, that was genius. The banana peppers, obviously that sweet, savory, they always hit. I mean, any Subway sandwich isn't complete without some banana peppers on it. And then um, I think just to finish it off, the tomatoes, obviously. But I think one of the hidden gems is the way that you toast the bread. A little bit of that butter just makes it that much softer. Mm-hmm. It's a good hot sandwich. Like, I've never been a cold sandwich person. No, me I, either. I had friends that love Jimmy John's, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to talk bad about Jimmy John's. People love your sandwiches, yeah. but I have to have a hot sandwich. And nothing can ruin a sandwich or a burger more 
than bad bread or a bad bun. I and agree. the way that you hook up the bread, it just brings everything together. And so, I mean, literally, I think I almost ate this at a point like every day. And I almost loved it. And I still day, love it. Yeah. I'm having a hard time not staring at it. No, but, I understand. Uh, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. One of the goals I had when I first started here, after I finally got accustomed to the fact that I work in the NFL, and, you know, I try to be more personable and connect with yeah. everybody. And so people will come in and say, I don't know what I want. And I said, well, let me ask you three questions. And the three questions would be, do you like it spicy? Mm-hmm. Do you like tomato? Do you have a problem with seafood? Mm. That was it. Yeah. And from those three questions, I would try to design either a sandwich or some type of wrap or either put together an entree from what we were offering. And I think I asked you those questions. And when we decided and said, you're going to go, let's go tuna melt. You said, I got to have the banana peppers. Hook yeah. me up with the chipotle mayo. I mean, you're a huge fan of spice. You know, I read once that, you know, one of your favorite meals is like a salmon burger with jalapenos and coleslaw. And yep. there's always some type of pepper involved. Yep. And there's always something spicy. So the banana peppers, the chipotle sauce, the pepper jack cheese all made sense. So it was like this really hooked up tuna melt. Yep. And so developing it with you and then making it and just seeing the response to it. I mean, people eat these all the time. Coach Matt Harper, I don't know if this is his guilty pleasure sandwich. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, I love the week it. you came back, he's like, I need two. I need one for now and one for dinner. And I was like, you want me to make them at the same time? He goes... Now I want the other one to be fresh. I'll fresh. come back and get it. Yeah. Fresh. Got to so, be fresh. Love so it. You got to be honored by this sandwich, and yeah. people love this sandwich. A couple of your teammates, after I've been making it a couple times, they order it. So you and Carson are about neck and neck now. He's got his own signature sandwich. So <sighs> the J-Matt special was first, and I was proud to help you make that, and uh, I'm glad I made one for you today to take with you. So. No, I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. All right. I also read that you love Spanish food, so let's talk a little bit about that. A lot of guys that I talked to on this podcast last year – Players, coaches, staff, chefs, everybody's big into Latin cuisine. What's your favorite? Oh, man. That's a tough one, right? It is a tough one. Oh, you boxed me into a corner. I mean, I like it all. Me and my wife, if we're going out to eat, that's probably going to be near the top of the list. Probably a restaurant with a little bit of a southern feel, too. Maybe New American. But uh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one, Tim. I'm kind of good with it with anyway. Anything. Yeah. But like Desert Island, you're trapped. You have just one item off a nice Latin menu. What do you take? <sighs> what do you take? got to be one thing. I'm um, probably a nice burrito. Nice burrito? Because nice. everything's in there, just right? Everything, everything in there. You want. Pack it all in, yep. and then me, I'll be happy on that island. You go seven layer with that? The beans, the rice, all that stuff? You got to get two two, two burrito wraps for okay. sure to keep yeah. everything in Absolutely, there. Absolutely. For man. sure. Yeah. Double yeah. wrap it. I Double wrap it. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. We talked about a lot of chorizo and queso yeah. and Argentine food with a couple different guys, and you're, you're all on board with that, right? Yeah. And I avocado everybody. always, right? Got Either to. fresh guac or just avocado Avocado itself. is like the new Diet Coke. It's like you have a bunch of bad stuff on there, but you put avocado on there so you feel healthy so about it. It's like it, it sneaks it's, in the bad food. So yeah. You, it's with like, me, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got a Diet Coke with me, so I'm doing good. So I got the avocado. That's the new Diet Coke to me. Right. So if I got on there, I'm doing pretty well. Avocado is huge in the Novacare Complex cafeteria. People just flip for that. I'm, I'm going through about maybe 40 pounds a day, and I, I kid you God. not. But that's great. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good you thing. You know? There was avocado strike a couple weeks ago. We were like all like on edge, like, what are we going to do? How are we going to get it? Like this and that. So we ordered as many as we could. We were stockpiling them, you know, ordering them unripe and letting them ripen and then putting them out for <laughs> yeah. you guys. So I luckily the strike's over. We don't have to worry about good, it. Good, good. We need dude, that. I'm glad we brought you avocado. We need that. All right, let's talk about your wife. Yes. Okay, now she can make some really good hot wings, is what you've been telling me. That's what she really knows how to hook up real well. Tell me a little bit about those. I love her wings, man. I'll say the funniest story is she went to Whole Foods, picked up some raw wings, and she can bake them in a way that it's like they still taste like they're fried. It's crazy. They're still crispy. I mean, cooked all the way through. Just, I mean, they trap the heat. It's amazing taste. She really uses minimal ingredients. She'll, she'll use salt, pepper, 
and maybe one other spice. Right. And that's it. I don't know how she does. I don't even watch anymore because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even want to see. I just no, want. No, I just want to taste it later. I just want to eat them later. But she made like twenty five of them or something, and she had a plate of five. And I had like a plate of like eight and started eating them. And then when she went to go package the food later to meal prep for the week, they were all gone. I ended up eating the rest of the wings. I probably like 20 wings that night. I mean, they were that good. And so now she already knows like whenever it's a a night where she's going to cook, because she's an athlete too, you know. um, Mm -hmm. So we're both training. We're both eating at our facilities. Now we got a baby, you know, JoJo. So she, trust me, she's going to be worried about feeding JoJo way before Jordan, you know. So (laughs) so that's another thing where I'm not going to put that added pressure on her to make sure she's cooking every night. Like, like, baby, whenever you feel ready to, you know, it's on you. But make sure when you do, bring the wings. Bring the wings. Bring the wings. Bring the wings. Amen. Jordan was a big proponent of high-roasted crispy wings or mm. grilled wings. We would do them for him. I remember we just used to do one tray just so you would be able to have some. Everybody else was hitting the fried ones. And then it, we had a shift yeah. in continuity there a little bit. And people started to pick up on the baked wings and how good they were. Yep. Uh, the process we used to do that, it's double baking. We bake them at a lower heat, get some of that fat to come off first, yep. crank the oven up, bake them at a higher heat to finish them. I don't know if your wife uses that, but that's my secret technique to the perfect baked crispy wings. So. Hey, if those wings can get better, shoot, let, let us know. Give us any tips you can have. But trust me, I love both you guys. Oh, I mean, that's awesome. Fridays, man. I can't wait to always Thank get a hold you. of your baked wings. Thank you very much. All right, my man. This has been a, an absolute pleasure. I've loved talking with you. I love sitting down. I got a couple more questions to ask you. And I'm going to let you go. All right. Go ahead. What you got? What you got? About five questions. Okay. Start off with the top three. These are the ones that we ask everybody. Okay. Favorite burger topping ever? Burger topping. And the pepper jack cheese, baby. Pepper jack cheese. Pepper jack cheese. Always. Always. Since the day I met him. That's the only. Mr. Pepper Jack. What do you call it? Monterey Jack, Pepper Jack. I like them yep. both. Amen. I'm there with you. I can't always do it. Yeah. But there's something about it the creaminess, the spiciness, it just smokes everything up. Amen. Favorite pizza topping? Pizza topping. I'm not going to be boring and go pepperoni, even though I love pepperoni pizza, especially the pizza y'all make here. It's incredible. Y'all should sell it. I'm going to go, I love Hawaiian pizza too. So okay. I'm going to go the Hidden Gem, the pineapple. The pineapple I'm gonna pizza. Go with the pineapple. You didn't do, look. ever do a jalapeno on that pineapple pizza? I have before. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's really good. It's fantastic. It's really good. Kelsey's a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of that. We've done it in the cafe a bunch. Yeah, I had a margarita pizza one time that also had honey on it, too. It had a little drizzle of honey on it mixed in. And that was been incredible. That was really good, too. Yeah, from Nomad. It was really good. I'll have to check that out yeah. next time. All right, worst food you ever ate? Worst food I ever ate. Man, probably potato salad. Really? I've never been good with potato salad. And that's a southern food, too. It's something that's really big in barbecue, but I can never get like get with potato salad. I don't know why. It just never sat well with my stomach. There are things like I didn't grow up really like eating, like liking eggs. Then as I got older, my palate changed. Then I loved egg whites. I really didn't like, for some reason, I didn't like grits. <laughs> I love grits. Like I didn't like grits growing up, but then like there was a shift and I loved them. Um, even pickles. I used to hate pickles. Now I can handle pickles on a burger. Like maybe I just like sour things more, but potato salad never made that shift. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's going Family to- picnic, you weren't hitting the potato salad. Dude, I was hiding that junk. I was always hitting it, but that's yeah. why you look like you look, and I look like <laughs> I look. So, so yeah. yeah, I'll have your potato salad. You can there have my jalapeno. There like you one. go. All right, here's a question. All right, what's the oddest food you've ever encountered in your entire odd. life? Because you've been all over the place. So. Man, I've ever encountered. So my junior year, going into my senior year of high school, uh, we went to Africa for like ten days. I had some odd food there. I can't remember specifically what some of it was, but it was odd. It was some stuff that I remember. I was like, this is the animal that y'all killed to make this. But we were, we were eating anything at that point. We had to make something. You know, I might even go with, with the most odd, too. I went to Haiti with Carson. Okay. It's probably, it probably the worst food I ever ate, too. I ate some lettuce over there. 
and it was the biggest mistake ever. I missed the day of practice because I was in the hospital. Like, I got so sick. Oh my! Yeah, I got it. Was, was just like like salad type lettuce, bro. Or? It was. Uh, they told us not to eat the vegetables, or okay. it, I think it was like to drink the water or something. I think they okay. watered the vegetables. Uh, okay, there I think you go. that's what it was. And I thought I was big and bad. I was like, no, nah, it won't. It won't happen to me. And I was literally in the hospital, right. shaking like right. I was sick as a dog. Mispractice because of it. That's a learning experience. For yeah, sure, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that was your that was your oddest. That was probably food. that was probably in there. Both times I left the country, so. All right, my man. Yeah, all, right. all right, love it. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss? Man. I know the one last question I want to ask you because you have the unique opportunity that you were here <laughs> and you left and yeah. came back. Yeah. So you went out to Green Bay. You were in Buffalo for a yeah. while. You went up to, you know, New England. Yeah. What were the foods like in those NFL camps up there versus what we got here? Yeah, I know you were the one in Howie's ear telling him to bring me back. She said, hey, I need, to, I need this Jordan, guy. Jordan. Yeah, for sure, though. I, you know, I, I would say the biggest thing, you know, from even going and spending time in Buffalo to spending time, you know, at the Patriots. I, have, I even did free agency, so... I went to Green Bay. I went to Tennessee. And I visited a few different places. And still, what you guys have here is is at the top of the line. Like I said, I've gone to other places where they have a good team. They have a good team of people. They, they're going to have a good presentation of food. I think everybody in America is shifting to a healthier diet. So everybody's trying to be focused on that. But there's not a lot of places that have a guy who can innovate. And that's always going to be the biggest difference. The guys that can create, those are the ones that make the difference. And obviously, Philadelphia is really fortunate to have you here because you can come in. It can be a spread that's just perfect. But, you know, there's some guys just like, you know what? I need a special touch. I need something that's out of the norm, that's not out here, mm-hmm. that's going to be set up for everybody else. And so I can honestly, I don't think there was any place that I went to that had a Tim there. And everybody knew it. Obviously, Philadelphia is fortunate to have you here. And I did want to say one last thing because it was something I really appreciated, probably outside of the cooking and all the, the amazing sandwiches. But um, before I left, I was doing a mentoring program in Camden. I had a little girl who uh, finished my mentoring program. She's in college now. But I asked all my kids when they're done with my mentoring program what they want to be because if they want to be something I can potentially help them out with, I'm going to always try my best to put them in a good situation to be successful or to actually see someone who is successful. And this little girl's name was Diamond, and she told me she wanted to be a chef. I went to Tim without even telling her. I said, hey, Tim, is there any way I could let this girl come and shadow you for a whole day? And the way Tim responded, I mean, this guy's got long hours. For you to go out of your way to let Diamond come and shadow you and be a part of you guys and staff, she still talks to me about it all the time. She still wants to be a chef, and I think coming here only inspired her more. So I just really appreciate you for that because that that's what it's all about. I don't know if when you got into this, you know, you saw that potentially happening, but the way you were able to give back at that moment was something that meant a lot to me, and I know it meant a lot to Diamond too. So I appreciate well, thank you, Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. I like teaching other people how to cook yeah. as much as I like cooking, and I really appreciate you giving us that opportunity. You know, she's a wonderful person, came in. Not only did she shadow me for most of the day, but she went and talked to everybody. Yeah. She really found out what it's like to work in a professional kitchen. Yeah. It was a pleasure to have her here. So thank you for reaching out, you know, and making that possible for her to come in and, and be with us. And it actually changed the way we looked at ourselves in the kitchen a little bit to have somebody that's never been in there asking us, like, well, why do you do this? And mm-hmm. how much of this do they eat and how do you prep this and what's this marinade having and stuff like that you're not thinking about those things when you're doing your everyday chef stuff because you're just in there doing it yep. you know 99 percent of the recipes and the things i do here are all in my head i don't have a book i can just pull out and go right, this is how i did it yep you know so as much as she might have learned i think we all learn a little bit about awesome. ourselves by having her there with us so thank you for that opportunity no doubt. thank you bro jordan matthews 
absolute pleasure sitting down with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Sit down with us on Feeding the Birds podcast, and welcome back. Go Birds, man. Go Birds, We're baby. Behind you guys 100%. Yeah, I'm buy the sandwich now. Amen. There you go. Cool. Yo, good, man. Man. absolute pleasure to interview one of my favorite guys all time mr jordan matthews man's got heart he's got soul and he's always got a hunger not only for football but for that food that we hook up so really proud to work with him somebody else i'm proud to work with miss shakira coleman and here's our interview with her right now okay i'm here today with someone i've come to rely on this football season that's pretty much my right hand at the grill name is Miss Secura Coleman, and she helps me out every single day at breakfast, at lunch, anything else I need. She helps a lot of people in the kitchen. I just want to welcome you to the Feeding Birds podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming and sitting down with us. You're brand new to our Eagles account here with Flick Hospitality at the Eagles Novacare. Yes. Okay. When did you start? I started helping out back in June, around the beginning of June. I came in and helped, and then when the season started back up for right. training camp. You were with us like inter- intermittently through training camp, and then finally you came on board like right at the start of the season, like September, October. Yes. Yes. And then you've done many different jobs. I mean, we needed extra personnel, and so we went out and got some of the best people we could find in Flick Hospitality that wanted to come here and help us out. Um, we were very happy to have Shakira because she's a huge help to everybody. Tell me a little bit about when you first came here, what was it like experiencing cooking for an NFL football team? Because you came from a place where you were cooking for, like, basically an office staff. You know, we do that here, but it's very different. So tell me a little bit about what it was like when you first came. Coming in, it was amazing, and I was nervous at the same time. What were you nervous about? I like a lot of football, but I didn't know individually who was who. Okay. So I couldn't separate between who was players, who was this person. So everyone, I just thought everyone here was players. Okay. All the women too, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's become a lot easier for me at the grill in the morning time to work with you because we work very well together. Tell me a little bit about our daily routine. You know, you come in, help me set up breakfast, and then we're going at it. Just tell me what we do together at the grill to get these guys fed and off to their meetings and off to their practice. We start off by, I know you keep a lot of notes of who has what so we can get it out a little bit faster. As they come in, if you know who's coming in already, you'll have their food ready to give to mm-hmm. them already. And which you have linked over and I'm able to have things ready for some of the players before they even get there. So when they come, they can just pick up and leave. Right. What else do we get into? I mean, there's a lot to maintain on that hot food station. Oh, yes. We got to make sure we're stocked constantly, and we run out of a lot of things back to back. And we're always bumping into each other. Yes. Got to spin around. We work well together. Yeah, I have to spin around her. She has to spin around me. We're moving back and forth. But we're better with it now. It's like dancing. Yes, we are. In the beginning, it is like a dance, but (laughs) we, we have to work hard to make sure we can get this stuff out in a timely fashion because these guys come in, they got about a good solid 40 minutes to come in, eat, and, and roll out. So, And it's a lot of guys, too. It's just nonstop. We just get hit. So It's been a pleasure working with you because you seem to pick up stuff very quickly. You know, How long have you been working in food service? Food service, about 12, 13 years. All right. And is it something that you chose? You kind of fell into it? I mean, you, I know you love cooking. Um, so. I actually kind of fell into it. It's not something that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to be a pediatrician. But growing up around the house, my mom would sometimes ask me to help cook. I can cook faster than her. 
So my sisters and brothers would always be like, won't you cook? Don't let mommy do it. Mommy going to take a long time. She got to let her chicken soak and let it roast and all that. And I'll just hurry up and do it. So from then on, I always like look for jobs that had to do with cooking. And I would learn more and more and more. And now I have a passion for it. Okay, so basically, Shakira, um, I've tried to teach you everything that I have gleaned over the last 12 years working here. So you work like I do. It's not just about that. There's a system in place that, not so much that I put in place, but that the team puts in place on a chef when they come in and they need their food fast. So you had to learn that system. And for me to train you, it's like I have to go back over what I'm doing every day and make sure that everything works really well. So I taught you about, you know, the guys that want their stuff immediately when they come in. So we make it ahead of time. We hold it hot for them. They come and they just pick it up. Taught you a whole bunch of different stuff. So you're sort of my apprentice at this point. You know, it's not so much I was teaching you to help me. I'm teaching you to do that job because there's been a couple of times where I've been out and you just stepped in and took over, right? Yes. Okay. And that's exactly what we need in that cafeteria. We need chefs that can jump in wherever they're needed. Um, doesn't matter what you do every day. It's what's needed that day. I appreciate all the hard work you've been putting in. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be a huge thing to know which guys wants their food ahead of time and what the nutritional needs are, how much avocado we go through, for instance. But all these little things add up and you know you can have a really crap day if you're not ready for it. Was it a hard process to learn how to cook on a really fast-paced breakfast grill? It wasn't so hard, but it did take some time because, like you said, they do when they come in. You might get one or two people at a time, but then you got a whole crowd. So before you know it, you're looking back and it's a whole bunch of people. So I had to take the time out to learn how to be fast, how to, like you said, know exactly what this person wants. Who doesn't want regular oil? Who wants avocado oil? Who wants different things because everyone doesn't eat the same thing? I think you'll agree with me that a lot of them, especially with breakfast, it's almost the same thing all the time. Yes. It's almost the same thing. Yes. We know the QBs are going to come in and they want their avocado oil and their in-house smoked beef bacon that we do. We know there's a couple guys come in and get the same wrap all the time. Some guys are getting waffles all the time. And it's as we learn that, we can serve them better because we can have it ready or we see them come in and we immediately you go over and you drop the waffle. and this Because the more you can work yourself ahead, the less time they have to wait. And it just makes you look like a, like a superstar behind that grill. And he was like, how do you do it? Like, you know, I've talked with Lane Johnson and I've talked with Jordan Matthews and a couple other players. Like, how do you remember everybody's stuff? And the thing is, the trick to it is, is they make it easy because they eat the same stuff every day. Yes. So, I mean, as if I was teaching you a magic trick and I taught you the same trick every single day for 300 days. I'm willing to bet before the 300 days were over, well before, you'd know how to do the trick. But it looks like magic to someone who doesn't see us do it every day. They're not standing there every day seeing one of the players walk in and we hand him a plate. But we know he's getting the same stuff every day. They become creatures of habit. And if they change it up, then they change it up. You know. So I kind of like the consistency. Do you like the consistency? I find it easier and it might sound crazy, but I'd rather work in a faster pace to keep me going. And it gives me a thrill to keep on going and keep pushing. So makes the time go quicker. too. Yes. Right. Yeah. Very fast. So how long have you been interested in uh, in cooking? Like, was it something that you wanted to do from the start or is it something that kind of just grabbed a hold of you? Something that kind of grabbed a hold of me because it's not something that I actually wanted to do. I wanted to be a pediatrician when I was younger. How'd you get into it? Just I want cooking around the house, being able to be faster than my mother. And my sisters and brothers always wanted me to cook for them. Because you could whip it up fast? Yes. Mom took a long time yes. to get stuff going? Two, but but two her food three, was probably it great. It was well, right? well marinated, but somehow I found out how to marinate it and do it a little bit faster than her. Because it would be same quality, but faster time. Well, how did mom feel about that when you started doing it? 
she started depending on me all the time. She did, yeah. Yes. You, you want to cook the, today? Exactly. <laughs> I think as soon as you show somebody you can pick up and run with the ball, They'll they're be. more than willing to give you the ball. So Yes, but it makes you feel good that you're able to do something for somebody like yes. that. It makes me feel good to work with you because we're so in sync right now. Like I said, you see these guys coming in, get this on the grill. And even this morning, we I were beat cooking. You to the punch. She beat me to the punch <laughs> on three different orders. So I went to grab the product and put it on the grill, and she already had it rocking. I was like, man, she's like. I learned it from you, you though. Know, you just keep you. it rolling. You know, that's how we have to do it there. So, all right. So let's um, get into some questions specifically about food. Okay. I'm going to just ask you a couple, just shout out the answer. All right. Yes. Favorite burger topping? Onion. Onion. Now, is this raw onion or is this fried onions? Raw onion. Raw onion, onion, like what? Thin sliced, like red onion? Thin sliced, fresh. Fresh, thin sliced. Why raw onion? I'm not sure. I just Just love love that taste. Yes, the taste of an onion on a burger is just complete. Do you put ketchup and stuff on there too, or just burgers and onions? I really don't care for the ketchup. What about the cheese? Yeah. Okay, cheese and onions. Cheese and onions. Cheese and onions, got it. Okay. Pizza topping. Your favorite one. Beef pepperoni. Beef pepperoni, not With the cheese. pork pepperoni. <laughs> not the pork. See, most of the time, anybody coming in, we used to have turkey pepperoni. And I think we still get that in from time to time. But the beef pepperoni, I think we're getting it. I think we're getting it soon. We don't okay. have That's it yet. But amazing flavor. Do you do chicken on pizza? Is that one of the things you do? Buffalo chicken. Buffalo chicken. Um, I'll eat the cheesesteak pizzas. Do you like pepperoni. a lot of sauce on your pizza, or do you kind of like a little bit with a lot of cheese? A little bit of sauce with a lot of cheese and extra pepperoni. All right, what's the oddest or weirdest food you have ever encountered as a chef in your life? Something you had to cook or something that someone asked you to eat? Duck dumplings. Duck dumplings. Who made the duck dumplings? Chef Tom. Chef Tom Fetters, my boy. Yes, duck Shout out to Chef dumplings. Tom. I thought it was chicken when I ate it. Right. And then he like his duck. They changed my whole perspective of it. I'm like, oh my god. Are you duck. not on? You're not into duck? And then you tried it and you liked it and you said, or was it like, oh my god, no, ew. I still eat it. You still eat it because okay. I didn't realize what it was. So he told me what it was. Um, growing up, I didn't like really test that many different meats. I always known like of chicken and like not duck. All right. What's the food you hate? You hate it more than any other food. You never eat it. Pig feet. So pork. In general, <laughs> but pig feet specifically. Chitlins. Chitlins. Anything involved with the pig. Yes. You just can't do it. I'm just not a pork person, I believe. Well, who's giving you pig feet? And when did this happen? My grandma was grandma, a, grandma, oh, she loved she pork. Was always cooking them up. Pig feet, pig ears. Well, I got to make this pig and pork rinds. And I got it. Oh, no. And you just said no. Yeah, and just you. sitting watching her eating it. And it's like, oh, my God, grandma, did you really great eat that foot? <laughs> <laughs> you really about to Grandma, ease up on the feet cooking. Yes, with her She's vinegar and potato salad. No way. I couldn't do not it. Not there. I'm not yeah. a big pig feet guy either. I don't know. There's other parts of the pig I would eat. Other parts I find delectable and delicious, but not... Not the feet. Not the feet. No. <laughs> not the feet. I want to thank you so much for coming in here today. I really do mean it when I say I am inspired by you, and I am very proud of you. Once again... Thank you for using your passion for food to come to the Philadelphia Eagles and work with me because I could tell from day one, they were like, this is Shakira, she's going to be helping you on the grill. The minute they told me that, I turned to you and I said, okay, then here's lesson one. And you took me seriously. And nobody has ever taken me seriously to show not only that they have a passion for food, but they have a passion for this job. So thank you for basically having the confidence to step up and say, I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to do it well, and I'm going to make sure that these guys are happy. Because that's really important to me, and it's important to them. And to know that it's important to you makes me very happy to work with you. So thank you so much for your hard work every day. 
You're welcome. And I appreciate you taking your time out to show me and show me the way that they like their food done and how to get it done in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. And I also thank Eric and James for allowing me to have the chance to come in, to have the chance to work with you guys. Yeah, it's a great environment to work in. It's a great account to work at. Yes. It's like a whole nother world inside this building. And it's really great to cook for people that really like food and that appreciate what we do. And they appreciate you a whole lot. So thank you again. So I had a lot of fun talking with Shakira. Uh, It's been great getting to know her this season and have somebody that strong, confident, work with me, work with the rest of the team so we can bang it out for these guys every day. That'll do it for us this time on Feeding the Birds. Obviously, we want you to check us out and rate us, please. You can look at us through our Instagram. It's chef.tim.phl.eagles. Love to hear from any of you that want to drop me a line, ask about recipes or anything that we're generating for our wonderful football team here. Please check out all our other podcasts that we have available at philadelphiaeagles.com. Some really great stuff that we're churning out. I want to reach out once again and say thank you to my producer, Brian Thomas. Works really hard to help bring this podcast every single time. Thank you so much for being fans of Feeding the Birds podcast. So please join us next time when we take a step off the field, take a look at what's on the plate. Go Birds!